Welcome to the Blooming Wand Podcast. My name is Emily, and I'm a psychic medium, intuitive healer, and coach who specializes in helping others connect more deeply to their intuition so they can connect to self with a capital S and embrace change. Here on this podcast, I discuss self-care and spiritual topics inspired by the tarot. Here's how it works. On every full and new moon, I pull three cards, which inspire an intention and affirmation that we can work with until the next moon cycle. Engage them as part of your self-care and spiritual practices. Use them as journal prompts, but most of all, explore what they awaken in you. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. On December 26, we have a full moon, and I have our new tarot curated intention and affirmation ready for us. This moon cycle, I used the Modern Witch Tarot deck, and we pulled the Six of Swords, the Knight of Cups, and the Knight of Pentacles. Be sure to have a look at the cards to see what they awaken in you. You can do so by visiting bloomingwand.com, clicking on the blog tab, and right there you'll see pictures of the cards as well as a transcript of this podcast. Now, one thing that stands out to me as I gaze at these archetypes is that each represents a transition or a journey. Now, this doesn't surprise me. After all, we are at a turning point in the wheel of the year. Yule, also known as winter solstice or midwinter, is upon us. And when the seasons change, so do we. In addition, it's almost the new year. 2023 is ending and 2024 is about to begin, both personally and communally. This is a transitional time. Now, the Six of Swords suggests movement, and this could be a literal move or travel. It also suggests change. So combine this grounded with the grounded practicality of the Knight of Pentacles and the emotional wisdom of the Knight of Cups, and we get a clear recommendation to navigate transitions with both emotional intelligence and careful planning. And though logic may chart the path, it's intuition that ignites the spark of change. Embracing it, especially in the presence of doubt, requires faith. And at the end of the day, we must decide if we're going to trust the nudges that shift us towards uncharted territories or not. Here's your intention. Embracing change, both intuitively and practically, is simple in theory but challenging in practice. To do so, we must trust our intuition and believe in its guidance as we make practical decisions that impact our sense of security, stability, and well-being. Here's your affirmation. With a noble and courageous heart, I let intuition guide me. Intuition It really is like a lighthouse piercing the fog. It's always guiding us to the next haven on the map of personal experience. Embracing it can take you on a beautiful journey of self-discovery, and I'd like to share with you some ways that you can nurture your intuitive self. The first theme that we'll touch on is mindfulness and inner quiet. And under this sort of heading of some things we can do to build a relationship to our intuition is meditation. Regular meditation helps quiet the mind and create space for intuitive messages to emerge. 
Try a meditation that focuses on the breath or guided visualizations centered around inner listening. And there's lots of these out there. There are apps for meditation. There's also a lot of YouTube videos that you could look up. Or you can just try some things on your own. It doesn't have to be complicated. But consistent quiet time alone is central to building a relationship to your inner knowing. If we're busy running around all the time or on our phones or filling our time with things to do, it can be really hard to feel and sense and come into communion with the gentle nudges of our intuitive self. So this is something I talk with my clients about all the time. And meditation doesn't have to be complicated. And it doesn't mean that you just don't have any thoughts. Your mind is going to enter into your meditation practice. It's just whether or not you ride the train of constant thought. So you can acknowledge a thought give it a kiss of attention and let it go. But consistent quiet time, whether it's for five minutes, 20 minutes or an hour, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Whatever works for you, just try that is really, really important. The other thing, and I bring this up pretty much all the time is nature immersion. So spending time in nature away from distractions is such a great way to just come home to yourself, really. The quiet and the beauty of the natural world can be a powerful catalyst for intuitive insight. Observing the natural world and tapping into your connection with it can be so fulfilling. And if you think about the way the natural world moves and works, it's it just does what it needs to do, right? And we can do that too. Um, nature is where I kind of find my deepest connection to my inner self. And I realize that not everyone has access to green spaces, trails, or, you know, spots where there's a lot of greenery and, and the natural world. <clears throat> I know some of you live in places like New York City or London, and there's not always easy access to nature, but there's always access to the sky you can gaze at the sky, you can go outside and breathe fresh air, you can get in tune with the changes in the weather. So find a way that works for you. Or maybe you, if you don't have easy access to green spaces, maybe you just every now and then intentionally plan a trip to go to some place that you know really connects you to your inner self or whatever that place is. Maybe it's a church, maybe it's a sacred space, um, who knows? But if you can't do nature immersion, then find other sacred spaces that you can go to that feel good to you. The other thing that's really important is body awareness. And I realize that sometimes it's hard for some of us to be in our body or to be present for the sensations of our body. So, you know, just do what you can. Uh, but practicing body scans and doing gentle yoga or just any gentle movement to reconnect with your physical senses and your physical self is also really helpful. And the reason that I mentioned gentle movement and scanning of the body using tools like yoga nidras, which again, there's a ton of them, a ton of them on YouTube or probably any music streaming service that you have that you could find some, but I mention this because intuition often speaks through gut feelings and physical cues. So on my mediumship development journey, this has been really central that our intuition and information that we may get about 
you know, our lives or what's going on around us or what we need to do, it can come through as a, a thought or, or what people call like a download or something like that. But a lot of the times it's a sensation that you feel in your body. So a relationship to your physical body, a positive relationship to your physical body is really helpful. Does this mean that we all just, you know, can enter into body awareness anytime we want? No, um, I'm not talking in absolutes here by any means, but cultivating a practice that feels right and appropriate for you of body awareness and coming into communion with your body and its sensations is just a great thing that can help you connect with your intuition. And I always tell people, meet yourself where you're at. You know, just see where you're at with your capability to do some of these things and just take next steps and see what happens. The other thing that can really help us connect to our intu intuition is creative expression and exploration. So can you guess what I'm going to say? Journaling. You know, I'm a big proponent of journaling. It's such a helpful tool. And all you need is a pen and paper or your computer or however you choose to journal. I prefer pen and paper. But you do what works for you. So journaling is super duper helpful. So keeping a dedicated journal of your intuitive insights or your feeling senses can help you build a relationship to it. Writing down dreams, reoccurring thoughts, or anything that feels significant, even if it doesn't make sense initially, write it down. Keep track of it. Um, because if you're writing it down, you're not dismissing it, right? <clears throat> And if we're trying to come into relationship with our intuition, we're trying to honor it and not dismiss it and not bulldoze it. Art and music are also really helpful. So engaging in creative activities like painting, drawing, or playing music can be a really great way to enter a flow state. And usually when we're in a flow state, our intuitive self is with us. So allowing your subconscious to express itself freely and see what intuitive messages emerge. So you just sort of don't worry what the end result of the painting or maybe your writing exercise or playing around with a musical instrument or drumming will be. Just sort of do it to relax, to enter a flow state and see what comes out of it. I have a friend who... Um, is also a developing medium, and I don't feel that she would consider herself a painter, but she went to one of those um, group painting events and just sort of let herself paint whatever was kind of naturally coming to her. And when she stepped back and looked at it, she was really astounded at what she had created, and it really felt very connected to her intuition and her subconscious or intuitive self and she sent me a picture of her painting and I was taken aback by it as well it was very very beautiful and it did hold a special message for her and so that's just one example of how engaging in art and music can connect you to your deeper inner knowing it's also very fulfilling and here's another one. So I've talked about journaling, which probably was an obvious one. How could I not bring up journaling? But this one's kind of obvious too. Use tarot or oracle cards. So use cards as prompts. This is what we do on the podcast. This is what we do with the blog. This is what I do with almost every, everything really um, is uh, using cards as prompts for reflection and introspection. So their symbolism can spark intuitive insights that you might not have consciously accessed. So 
That's why I really like using symbolic imagery. You can just look at your favorite paintings and, and this, this, it can work the same way as tarot and oracle cards. But looking at imagery and just sort of falling into sort of soft awareness and allowing whatever comes to you because it's inspired by the imagery to come to you and witnessing it is a really cool way of building a relationship to your intuition. And I think a lot of people look at tarot and oracle cards and approach it as a way to get an answer, solve a problem, or know what's going to happen. And really, I think that's a little bit misguided because it's so much more helpful. It's such a deeper practice to use them to connect to your inner voice and your inner knowing. So you're not using cards to tell you what's going on. You're using the cards to awaken your intuition and bring connection to yourself. So you're not looking at cards to tell you what to do. You're looking to yourself. You're looking to your intuition to guide you through the practice of using symbolic imagery, which is, are two very different things. The other category or, or, or sort of group of things we can do falls under this idea of strengthening inner trust and confidence. So do small experiments. Start with small, safe experiments to trust your intuition. So pay attention to gut hunches, feelings, or sudden urges and see how they guide you. So after listening to the podcast or reading the blog, maybe you start to say, okay, I'm going to step back, take a bird's eye view and kind of sense into when I have hunches, urges and gut responses. And I'm going to maybe like let them guide me and see what happens. So that's a, and it can happen just in day to day life. If you're sort of like, if I just trusted my intuition, what would I be doing right now? And then see if you can do it right? And be sure to celebrate every success. So acknowledge and celebrate even the small instances where your intuition proved accurate. This reinforces trust in your inner wisdom. But I also want to recommend to you to see the value of mistakes. Not listening to your intuition and experiencing the consequences of that decision can help you understand its value. So when we don't listen to our intuition, and we wish we had, we learn what an important tool it can be. While it can be a painful learning process, we're more likely to follow intuition's lead after experiencing the effects of ignoring it. And the next time we receive insight, we, we're more likely to listen and act accordingly. So there have been times, even though I mean I'm working as a psychic medium and an intuitive healer and coach and all these things where... I didn't listen to my intuition and it happens to all of us. There was a recent decision that I had to make and I just knew, I knew that this, this, this opportunity that had been presented to me probably wasn't right for me, but I did it anyway. And I laugh because it's like, yeah, I'm going to listen to my intuition next time because I didn't, in this instance, and I'm having to deal with the consequences of that. But I think we all need these reminders that like, hey, our intuition is a natural part of who we are, and it's here to help us and help us flow with our natural rhythms and help us align with the things that are meant for us. So we all are going to make mistakes on this process, even me. I mean, it happens to all of us. So um, don't, don't worry about mistakes. The other thing I want to mention to you is it's really important to kind of silence your inner critics. So 
I don't mean this in a harsh or judgmental way. I just mean that it's important that we don't judge or dismiss our intuitive messages. So remember, your intuition is unique and it speaks in its own way. But we live in a culture that leads with the mind. And intuition is a feeling language. So this means we have to cultivate a practice of releasing thinking mind and centering awareness on our feeling senses. So just step back and take that in making decisions or like moving through life based off of how you feel. Whoa, right? Like that's not what we do, at least in the United States where I live. It's very analytical. It's very do a pro and con list. Think it through, think it through, think it through. But you know what? When I think things through to just such a degree, a lot of times it leads me astray, So just notice if you've ever had that experience where you thought something through and you overanalyzed so much that it paralyzed you or prevented you from aligning with your intuitive self. So I also want to tell you that learning to let intuition guide you takes a leap of faith. I've certainly never been sorry that I listened to my intuition. I can't think of a time I was sorry I did it. Has listening to it been challenging and led me to have to make decisions or do things that were difficult? Yes. Sure. I mean, leaning into intuition hasn't kept me from having to do my personal work or to do hard things. But you know what? While I've never been sorry to have listened to my intuition, I have been very regretful when I didn't. So something to ponder. Here are some additional kind of tips. Stay open to possibility. So approach your journey with an open mind and an open heart and allow yourself to be surprised by the whispers of your intuition. So curiosity is really, really helpful here. Be patient. Embracing your intuition is a gradual process. Be very patient with yourself and trust that your inner wisdom will unfold in its own time. Seek support. Consider a journaling group or finding a mentor who can guide you on your intuitive journey. That's what I do. It's like my favorite things, helping people connect. It's the whole core of what Blooming One does is help people connect to their intuitive self. And I know that I've needed outside help and support to help me with my journey. And it was so helpful. It was so wonderful to have that guidance. And um, I love helping all of you. And remember that there's no right way to embrace your intuition. Explore different practices, trust your inner guidance, and enjoy the process of building a relationship to your intuitive self. The biggest obstacles, at least the ones that I've encountered through client work and through personal work, to engaging intuition are self-doubt, a lack of trust, and an inability to accept and acknowledge the messages that intuition provides. There can be lots of valid reasons why some of us have a hard time honoring intuition. So be tender with yourself and know that your journey will be unique to you. And remember, this is the most important thing. And I I feel like I wish I had heard this more as a young person, that intuition is a natural part of who you are. It is not some woo-woo thing. It's not... Um, a made-up thing at all. It's a natural part of who you are. So why not let it have some space in your day-to-day life? How's it going in your world? 
Do you feel like you're on the cusp or perhaps in the midst of big change? Are you feeling those Six of Swords, Knight of Cups, and Knight of Pentacle vibes? I know I am. Do share. You know I love to hear from you. And don't forget, you can do so by going to bloomingwand.com, click the podcast page, and share your insights. It's one of my favorite things is when you guys share with me what's going on with you. I read everything that you send in and try to get back to each of you in a timely fashion. So let's loop back to our intention and affirmation. Here's our intention. Embracing change both intuitively and practically is simple in theory, but can be challenging in practice. So to do so, we must trust our intuition and believe in its guidance as we make practical decisions that impact our sense of security, stability, and well-being. And remember, intuition is like a lighthouse that pierces the fog. It's always guiding you to the next haven, the next soft landing on the map of personal experience. It doesn't mean that you won't experience challenge or be asked to do difficult things or make hard decisions, but it is trying to guide you to the things that will be right and meant for you. Here's your affirmation. With a noble and courageous heart, I let intuition guide me. Thanks for listening. Take good care of yourselves. Get those journals out. And I'll see you on the new moon.